0: Welcome to IBBA Insights, providing expert advice on buying or selling small businesses. IBBA Insights is presented by the International Business Brokers Association, the world's largest nonprofit organization for those helping others sell or buy businesses. Now, here's your host, Chris Diglio. Welcome to another edition of IBBA Insights. I'm your host, Chris Diglio, and I'm excited to be here with you today, Uh, along with the IBBA. Just want to let you all know how much we appreciate your support of the show. Without you, it certainly wouldn't be possible. We, we come on each time with topics that we hope that are going to be informative and educational and help you not only in your, in your practice or your everyday life or whatever it is that you're doing. So it's our goal to be, you know, informative. We, we have nothing to sell. We just have a lot of stuff to share. And, and that's truly the beauty behind the show. Um, nothing to sell, just information to be able to share. And to help others. And, and that's what the premise of the show has always been. So I think, you know, today you're going to find out that we're going to talk with someone that's going to talk about a topic that's really timely. I mean, um, beyond today, we have some guests lined up for the next few episodes, including this week, that I think you're going to find extremely informative, but also uh, educational to you. And also a reminder, potentially, of things that we need to be doing in our everyday practice or everyday line of work and everyday life. It's just going to be really good information. And, you know, that includes today's topic and our guest. I, I've been a business broker for 23 years and I always love talking about getting back to the basics. And every time I take or teach a course, I'm reminded of things that I used to do and probably still should be doing. And it's always a, a wake up call. So today's guest is Dustin Zaire. Dustin is the owner of Horizon Business Brokers and he services the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia areas. He's been a business broker for um, almost 15 years, and if you see his picture and you ran into him, you would think there's no way in the world he could have been doing this for 15 years. I love seeing the, the young people get involved in business brokerage. Uh, Neil Isaacs, who, who's a show contributor, heard Dustin speak at the CVBBA, the Carolinas-Virginia Business Brokers Association and told me, man, you've got to have this guy on the show. So that's what we're doing today. Dustin, uh, welcome to IBBA Insights.
1: Chris, thanks for having, having me here.
0: Now I'm excited to have you on the phone I, I, I on, the, on the podcast today. I've done my homework, and I got a lot of information. I was always intrigued by people that get into business brokerage at a young age, although that's not today's topic. I do want to touch on that a little bit. You got involved very young. I mean, now I think you're 37 years old. You've been in it for 15 years, so... I jokingly would tell you that when it comes to your age, man, you're really a young business broker. When it comes to your experience, and you're one of the old timers in the industry, so congratulations on, on starting so early. But how how did you get started so early in the business, and what made you want to be a business broker?
1: Thanks, Chris. Yeah, so you know, I always had a passion for small business and entrepreneurship and business law and real estate and marketing and finance. So business brokers just seem to kind of be like a natural fit. Uh, you know, my, one of my dad's childhood friends was a, a business broker in upstate New York, and I was trying to get my dad involved, but he was, you know, 30 years invested in the construction career. But I was, uh, I was young and looking for for something to do, and like I said, had had passion for all those things. So I decided to, to jump in and and see what I can make of it, and. Uh, I, did a did a deal or two uh with a company and then I uh, decided to go out on my own.
0: What what really impressed me the most in 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 doing some research on you Dustin was your preparation uh to detail your process, the the thought process behind of what you do educating the client, not just hey, I have a business I'm going to sell, but the process that you put behind it, the the preparation that you do, the, tire, the you know, the comments that were made about you being a tireless worker and someone who really cares and and not just looking to sell something but talking to business owners that when they first start getting into business that they should be ready thinking about how they're going to exit their business so I I really love your your foundation and and what you do and I and I think that comes across in, in everything I've read so congratulations on on the on the reputation you've been able to build.
1: Thank you I appreciate it.
0: So Let's let's get into the nuts and bolts of what we're going to talk about today. You know, marketing is always a, a hot topic, and people want to talk about well, what should I be doing? And there are so many new things to do. And and, and while that's true, there is an element, and, and there are there are a group of people that believe, yes, we need to adjust with the times and we need to stay current. But there are some things that are just timeless. And and so someone makes the comment, says, hey, it's we got to get back to the basics. What does that mean to you when when you say that or when you hear that? Getting back to the basics when it has to, to when it pertains to marketing.
1: Yeah, I think you know getting back to the basics is very important. Uh, you know something that that's that, like you said is timeless and is never going to fail and 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 that's you know really just developing your your name and reputation and brand in the community and the and you know the only way to do that is to be you know forward facing with you know with your target audience. Uh so you know that's going out there and what I would call grassroots marketing and and doing that that door knocking uh doing uh you know doing or going to uh you know networking events just so you can interact with people and and tell them who you are and what you do and is be there to to help answer their questions and and be supportive. Uh, you Have know, you found also, that more yeah. difficult?
0: No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to ask you: Did you find that more difficult um, recently, or or while you were going through the pandemic? How were you able to stick with the basics, or how did you how were you able to make that work for you during such trying times?
1: Yeah, so, you know, part of part of the you know, being interactive directly with people, uh not a lot of uh, not a lot of, you know, business brokers or salespeople like, you know, cold calling, but you know, that's that's another aspect uh of, of that. So, you know, I, I did I personally got on the phone and started making making phone calls to to business owners that I've never never spoken to before. Uh, I've reached out to, uh, you know, previous clients and uh centers of influence to see you know if their networking events were were still going on and a lot of them converted to uh you know uh, you know zoom events so you could still still network you're just not you know, not in person you're just on the other side of a of a laptop screen <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, yeah we all we hopefully we've all gotten much better with with zoom just you know they always say just when we figured it out, you know, everything's going to open back up again, like it has been, and maybe we're not going to. But I've seen a shift. I've seen a shift even now when I could still go on appointments and things like that. I have people saying, "Hey, let's just set up a Zoom call." So it, you know, we can get back to the basics, but there we could still incorporate some of the new technology or the things to stay in touch with people into that. I think that's important.
1: That's right.
0: So, so Dustin, when when you talk about you know communicating and and getting in front of people and staying you know you've talked about your sphere of influences and getting back in touch with them. there are a lot of people uh that if they're been in a business long enough, they get complacent, and maybe they don't stay on top of things like they should or in touch with people like they should, or they take it for granted that that referral source is just going to call them. What do you personally do to make sure that doesn't happen to you?
1: Yeah, so, you know, kind of creating a calendar, uh, you know, for people that that you have had close relationships before. You know, whether it's once a month or, you know, once a quarter, or at least once every, you know, every 6 months, just, you know, just making, you know, a note to take the time to, you know, send them a quick email or just give them a just give them a call and just say, "Hey, you know, how are things going, you know, with your business? You know, do you have any clients that uh that you think would benefit from from speaking with me you know f- you know offering a free consultation just to help them understand you know how a business like theirs is valued and you know understanding the sale process you know we understand that uh that they might not be ready to sell right now but you know let us help educate them so they're more prepared uh, and it'll make you know our job easier their life easier and you know a- and that referral sources uh you know life a little bit easier especially you know the accountants which turns they 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 turn out to be, uh, be a very good referral or referral sources for us. And, you know, so if, if, if we help prepare their clients again, it, it makes, it makes their job easier uh, going through the process as well.
0: Yeah. You know, the personal touch is extremely important and staying in front of them because you never want to get the phone call one day, or you, you finally reach out to someone after it's been a couple of years and say, Hey, Dustin, how you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while, but just, to just touch base. Oh, Chris. Um, Man, I I I wish I would have known you was still in the business. I had a client that I referred somewhere else. I hadn't talked to you in so so long. That is the most demoralizing phone call or conversation you could ever have, and I've I've had that happen to me in the past. And so, yeah, I mean, staying in in contact with with those referral sources is so important, Dustin. One hundred
1: percent. And you know, you know, making that that the the personal contacts, but also again using technology you know, whether you're using, you know, Facebook or LinkedIn or other social media platforms, just making sure that, that you're you know making a post or two, you know, every week or every month to stay relevant. Uh you know, if you're if you're populating in your clients and your referral sources, new feed news feeds, uh you know, then then you're gonna stay relevant just the same.
0: Well I'm glad you brought that up. So talk to me or talk to us about staying relevant and specifically when you're talking about marketing on your social media platforms, there are, there are a couple of philosophies out there. There's the philosophy and you'll see it that people get on their LinkedIn or wherever it may be. And they, it's basically the pounding of the chest. Look at me, look what I've done, look what I'm doing. And you have other people that you log in and, and they're catering more towards their referral sources. If they, if their referral so if their people that they're connected to are accountants or, or, or attorneys or business owners, they're posting relevant information that might not necessarily talk about me, the person that's posting it, but it talks about the heart of the matter of what the person receiving or looking at the information. might want to. So when you talk about marketing like that, w- what philosophy do you subscribe to, or is it a combination of both?
1: Yeah, we, I think we we do take more uh, of a combo approach because uh, you know trying to stay trying to stay relevant in all aspects. Uh so you know we're we're posting you know about our new listings we're posting about you know our sales we're posting about uh, industry trends available resources maybe it's you know the uh the SBA incentives and programs uh you know things like that uh so it's so it's going to it's going to kind of you know hit all sides here
0: yeah, I mean tax season, right? You might post something about tax laws, and you want to make sure that the the audience that you know people have a reason of, of when when Dustin puts something out there, you know, oh, that's the place to go to get some relevant information. I know it's it, it's going to be good stuff, and 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 I know that's important. But yeah, it is also important to let them know you're you're still in business and what you're doing. So you found the com- the combo approach to to really work for you. That's right. So when you're marketing uh, in today's world are you um, going out there uh, as a generalist looking at multiple uh type of industries or specialists targeting a certain industry how do you determine if you're looking for a new listing wh- who you're going after
1: So generally speaking you know over the past you know 15 plus years that I've been uh, a business broker uh, myself and my my agents that, that work with me we've we have been industry agnostic uh, you know our our online marketing here you know, doesn't doesn't have us look to be a, a specialized firm and and we'll you know work with pretty much any business uh, over the past year or two we've certainly seen a a certain segment or segments of businesses that that we have done very well with, and we've seen that uh, has created a uh, a higher a higher level of interest in in the buyers, at least in in our market. So we've we started i guess more targeting those businesses uh and the way we're doing that is you know just narrowing our keywords you know for our online marketing and the the, the direct mail that we do whereas before you know we uh you know i had identified you know 15 or 16 industries uh and you know, we would mail to them on a uh, on a regular basis, you know, rotating through this list, and they would all get hit, you know, about once every quarter. Um, but now, you know, we're we're only really targeting uh, with these direct mail campaigns, you know, three or four different industries uh, that, uh, again, have received a lot of attention uh, when we were bringing those types of businesses to the market.
0: So Dustin, we, we talk about back to the basics and you're talking about the direct mail or mail campaigns. And I know a lot of people lately have, have gone away from that and have almost abandoned it. Um, so in your, obviously in, in your practice, that's not something you've abandoned and it's not something you've done away with. And it's not something you, you shy away from. It's something that you still do. Talk to me about why you still feel that the direct mail or that type of correspondence is still very effective today.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, what's, what's old is new again, as, uh, as I've heard people say recently, I kind of, I kind of like that. I, I think it's true, yeah. uh, you know, in a world where you're, you're obviously not having that, uh, that, that face-to-face interaction as, as we were so used to and and also uh, enjoyed, you know, being, being humans and and needing that interaction. Uh, you know, but, you know, so you have, you have direct mail, you have cold calling, you have, um, you know, your online marketing campaigns. Um, you can do your like educational seminars. Uh, you know, these are all mediums that, that are effective and, you know, one might not work well for, for some, or, you know, one might work better than others, uh, and you know, so so we try to do a combination of of everything uh, and just hit them kind of in all directions. Uh, so you know, and, and with direct mail, you know, people still get mail. They like they they like opening mail. Um, they, you know, we've we've used uh, you know postcards, uh, which are you know nice you know five by eight, you know, kind of oversized postcards, and you know they're industry specific. Uh, so you know they're they're very eye catching uh in my opinion and you know when when somebody gets the mail and they and they see this postcard hey you know are you interested in selling your you know uh, your daycare center for example you know there's pictures of kids and child and in child in, in, in care setting and and it 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 appeals to them and they at least they look at it and say oh okay well you know maybe I don't need this service now so let me Let me tuck it away in in my desk or my file cabinet or what have you. And when the need arises, uh, you know, they pull it out and and it's been effective uh, that way. I mean, I've I've went to like canvas, uh, like an industrial park after a meeting one day and I went in to introduce myself. Hi, my name is Dustin with Horizon Business Workers. We help people buy and sell businesses. And the guy says, well, one second and opens up his his desk drawer and pulls out two or three of our postcards. It's like, yeah, I've, 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 I've heard of you. I've seen these. I've talked to you before. I'm just saving this for, for when, you know, when I actually need your services. Um, There was another time we did a direct mail piece and uh you know, they, they called uh, I sat down with him at his home office and, and he literally pulled out four postcards out of his, his desk drawer. And we signed our listing agreement that day. And he said, I don't need these anymore and <laughs> ended up shredding them. But, You know, it works, you know, people, people see these things uh, and and they hold on to them for for when, for when that time is necessary. And, and, you know, you can't just do something once, you know, you have to hit, uh, you know, people multiple times, it's multiple phone calls, it's most, it's multiple direct mail pieces. Uh, It's it's seeing your, your advertisements multiple times online to, to, to get them to, to recognize and remember you. Uh, So, so that's very important.
0: Uh, dustin i got to tell you you're you're like an old soul uh when when and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean in a great way i mean like when growing up i always loved sitting down and listening to my uh my uncles and my grandparents or different one of the older generation talking to me and and, and i and sometimes some of the things i do when i got in the business brokerage at 28 i thought i was young you got in much younger than i did but yet the The approach is different. I had a gentleman in the the business brokerage industry. He's since passed on, but a great man by the name of George Pappas. He taught me something that you just talked about and that people do not do today. Um, You do. And um, um, I would love for you. I loved hearing about what you actually said you canvassed. You went in somewhere and actually asked or told somebody about something that you that what you're doing. You help people buy and sell businesses and, and, and they pulled out the postcards and the letters, but you actually went in there to make an introduction. You have people today that say, now there's no, people don't want to be bothered. You can't canvas, you can't cold call, but look at you, man. You're going back to the the roots of, you know what? If people don't know who you are, they're never going to be able to do business with you. You put a face to those letters and that postcards. And, and, and so basically you're living proof of, no, it still does work. 100%.
1: 100%. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I started in the industry in 2005, launched my firm in 2006, but in, it wasn't until 2010, believe it or not, I went four years without actually having a website. So you know, the way that I built my business initially and, you know, and got listings and did deals was going out there and canvassing and all these retail centers and industrial parks that, so, uh, you, you know, it, it, it is. It is back to the basics. It's back to the roots. It's back to, hey, pre-internet, uh, pre-technology. You know, how are business brokers doing deals? How are business people doing deals? You know, they were getting on the phone. They were they were going in and, and talking to people. Like you said, you know, they don't know what you do unless you introduce yourself and tell them. And yeah, you're gonna get nos. You know, hey, I'm not interested. Get out of my store. Okay, that's fine. You know, I appreciate it. Here's my card if if you would like to hold on to it. Um, but give me ten nos so I can get to the to the next ten yeses and we'll do a deal.
0: Well, I got to ask you a question because George Pappas preached this to me for years. Not only did he canvas like you did, he said the biggest mistake people make, um, in, in the continuation of their marketing or their efforts of staying in touch with people, is after the sale. They don't stay in touch with people. George literally once a year would go visit every person he that bought a business from him, and he would visit and, t- and pop in and say, "Hey, how you doing? Good to see you." Do you do you subscribe to that philosophy?
1: Yeah, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm as good as George. Uh, I don't visit them every every year. Uh, that might be something that uh, I will take note of and start practicing myself. But I I definitely stay in touch with them via, you know, our, our newsletters, you know, we stay in front of them. Uh, they're always, you know, they're in our database. Um, and you know, you become friends and almost like family with, with some of your clients. Uh, at least you should, Um and if not, maybe that's just not your character or maybe it's not their character and you know, life definitely gets in the way at times as well. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely try to stay in contact with, with my sellers, or I'm sorry, you know, sellers and buyers, you know, the, the sellers that you that you sure. worked with, they might have retired, but uh, you know what, they had other friends that were probably about their age that are probably looking to, you know, sell their business, and certainly the buyers, uh, because one day they're going to be ready to sell. Uh, I mean, doing this for for, you know, 15 plus years, and they seem like they're short years, but, you know... It was a couple of years ago that you know one of my very first deals you know that seller uh came back to me and said, You know what I bought this you know great security company from you, and it be, you know I turned it into a lifestyle business and I'm officially ready to retire uh so we ended up listing that business for sale uh and then you know one of the other you know first deals that i did i've you know he was he was a great buyer uh very easy to work with, but he was also just a really cool down to earth guy um, so we became friends and you know, every time I'm, I'm in the area where that business is located, um, you know, I stop in or, you know, just, just call him, you know, once, once a year or so, see how he's doing. Uh, and, and you know what, and those relationships, you know, turned around too, you know, in the, in the height of the pandemic, uh, this one client, his name's Dave, uh, sold him a fence company. He just called me. He said, Hey, Dustin, I just, I was just thinking about you. I just wanted to see, you know, how you were doing, you know, during this time with your business and and your family. So you really create a lot of great relationships and a great friends, uh, you know, doing what we do here in business brokerage. Oh,
0: it's it's a truth, and I kid you not. Uh, two years after George passed away, we'd still get we'd get phone calls to the office, and they'd say, "Hey, is George okay? We haven't he hasn't popped in in a while. He usually stops in and sees us." I mean, that was a testament to that man's work ethic and his belief in staying in front and staying in contact with you is exactly what you said he sold them a business sooner or later they're going to sell that business and and they weren't going to go to anyone other than george because in their mind george was old school he was all about the basics he cared he showed them and even just it wasn't a show it was how he really felt it came across genuine to these people that george is there for us and he continues to be there for us so You know, Dustin, it's not just business brokers. You know, we have people that listen to this show that are business owners, people that are business professionals, and and some might be young and just starting out in their career. And some people may be like um, uh, you and I have been doing something for a while. But when it comes down to marketing and and, and comes down to the basics of it, what advice would you give to to us all to uh, developing a, a marketing plan? uh and and dealing with the things that you know that work what what advice would you give
1: so uh it, you know having a plan in place for anything in life is what's important you know you can you can dream big dreams but if you don't have a a road map on how to accomplish those dreams uh and and how to market and obtain clients you're you're likely not going to accomplish your goal um or maybe not accomplish it to the fullest extent right so you know having a plan in place is number one and you know so so figure out a you know what's your target market are you going to be that generalist uh, or are you going to be that that uh that broker that specializes in in any certain industry um and 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 that's okay. You know, some some would say uh, that that's the better way to go. You can actually manage things better, and you can uh, you can maybe even do more marketing. Because uh, if you pick a you know, a specific industry, uh, uh, then then you're just you're you're always marketing to that. You can stay on a schedule. So that that's the other thing that's important, right? So if if you're Determining okay, what's the schedule I'm going to I'm going to hit my audience once a month or once a quarter um, With a with a direct mail piece with a cold call with a an in-person visit if you're if you have a uh, You know a, a very like tight geography. Uh, maybe it's easy. You know, it's easier for you to uh, to, to go visit people as well um, obviously you you need to create a budget right so uh you know, and, and when you're you know, when you're new and starting out, obviously your your budget might not be as large as somebody that that might be a, a 10 or 15 year veteran. Uh, but you know, do what works for you. You know, you don't have to spend you know tens of thousands of dollars a month. You know, start small. You know, you you develop your plan and your budget, and and you you move forward with it, uh, and and you will start reaping some benefits you'll get those phone calls you know you'll get those meetings you'll get those listings and eventually if you are using the the tools and technology that you have access to uh and and reaching out to uh you know others you know within our community to help you uh you know accurately price and value these businesses and and use the appropriate marketing mediums you know you're going to get these businesses sold and you'll be able to you put some money in your pocket for for your your own living expenses, but also then you know to say okay, well if I'm going to sell a business and you know you have your minimum commission of whatever ten or fifteen thousand dollars seems to be the norm on on the minimum commission, and say okay, well you know you got to set away, set aside some money for your taxes, obviously you got to pay your your mortgage and and your other expenses, but you know maybe you take another you know five or ten percent of of what you've earned from that commission and you say hey you know that's going to go into my marketing fund and you know just keep on deploying that approach um you know i take a very uh simplistic approach that that i've learned from you know just business owners that that i met with and it seems to be a common theme you know in in almost any industry to say okay well if i want to if i want to generate you know, a half a million dollars in revenue per se, then, you know, I should allocate, you know, 10% of that revenue should be my budget for marketing and, you know, okay, well, half a million dollar revenue and $50,000 budget seems, you know, that, that, that might be high. Okay. Well, trim that back to just what you're comfortable with and just make sure that, that you're following your plan.
0: So Dustin back to the basics. Um, someone that, whether they're starting out or they've been in it a long time, let's say finances are tight or things are tough. Uh, I I was told a long time ago, it doesn't cost you a lot of money to make a phone call and it doesn't cost you a lot of money to canvas like you talked about earlier. So, you know, when, when, there's, when there's not a big budget for maybe um, paper clicks or something like that, th- there's no excuse to not th- being able to pick up a phone and make phone calls. I mean, that's part of your marketing, and and that is your time. And so when you have more time than money, that's where you need to focus.
1: Exactly, one hundred percent. And and uh, I'm I'm glad you you said that and brought that up. And that was kind of one of my points that I was trying to make earlier with the fact that you know when I was when I was starting in the industry on my own, you know when I launched my own firm in 2006 and I didn't even have a website until 2010. Look, I w- I was 22. I didn't have a lot of money. Uh you know, I had enough money to to pay for my BizBuySell and BizQuest membership and and maybe even businessbroker.net at the time. Uh you know, that was the extent of my marketing budget cuz I knew that I needed to be on those platforms to uh, to offer the businesses for sale to get the phone calls, but you know, other than that you know i didn't do any direct mail at that time uh the only thing i did to get my name out there was was doing the canvassing and getting on the phone and like you said that is free it doesn't cost you anything but your time and it wasn't until 2010 when i kind of developed that name and reputation and i had you know uh, several deals under my belt and and kind of created my my marketing fund and i said okay well now uh you know i'm i'm in a new relationship with my now wife and you know getting married and starting a family so time was becoming uh less uh let what's the word i'm looking for a less available uh but i had mm-hmm. kind of developed a little bit of a marketing nest egg so i said hey now i'm going to deploy the you know the money and let my money work for me and use my time to focus on the deals and uh and the relationships. And, and and that's, that's what's proved to be fruitful.
0: So Dustin, we're, I, I could talk to you another half hour, but we're running out of time. So one last thing I'd like to you to talk about kind of, you know, getting into a little bit of your personal trade secrets or, or what you do, right? If you had, if there was one thing you could share with everybody that you feel is when it comes to marketing and 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 being the you know back to the basics of of what you're doing to your core what what is the one one thing that you would you would share with the audience that you believe uh works and you believe that they should they should do
1: Hmm, good question chris uh you know so for for me you know over the past decade now at this point was was really having a website and websites are cheap these days i mean you can they're they're so easy to build you can almost do it yourself uh the, the web designers can you know are, are relatively inexpensive uh these days to to put together a simple site so i i think that's really number 1 is making sure that you have a website and you're, you're marketing and branding yourself uh putting a, 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 at least some small budget you know for uh, you know for marketing that whether that's through SEO or PPC um you know, next to that is 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 just being yourself you know being an honest person of high integrity uh trying to be uh, we're well, not trying being as ethical as uh, As humanly possible, and and just and trying to educate, you know, I I can't tell you how many countless hours I spent on the phone with with clients that uh, that are at the very early stages of you know determining if they're even interested in selling their business or if it's feasible for them, and just helping them educate them as how how their business is valued and what the process is like. So you know, if 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 just. give as much as 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 you can of your own time and, and knowledge uh and experience with people and it will come back to you twofold. You might not get immediate compensation and results, but that person is gonna remember you for when for when they are ready and you know if they're not ready, you know, they know ten people and those ten people know ten people and they're you're just gonna create a, a bigger, you know, referral network for yourself.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Um, our guest today is Dustin Zare, owner of Horizon Business Brokers, again, servicing Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Um, Dustin, my takeaway from conversation with you today is as much as things change, is as much as they stay the same, Dif- differentiate yourself from the competition. So while other people are getting away from the basics and they're not canvassing and they're not writing letters and they're not making those phone calls, By doing that, you're bringing uh, people back to a time when now they can really appreciate the the stop in and the phone call and the letter because they're not getting that from everybody else. So thank you for pulling back the curtain and sharing some of your personal uh, secrets to success. Um, I I know I appreciated it. It helps me to remind myself of what I need to be doing. So, Dustin, as I always like to do, please let the audience know how they can get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, Thanks, Chris. Uh, you can you can reach me personally on my cell phone five seven one four three seven five one three five or via email Dustin at HorizonBrokers dot com. You can also always of course visit us right on the web uh, horizonbrokers.com. and all all of my contact information as well as as well as my associate's contact information is right on our contact page.
0: But Dustin, I look forward to meeting you in person at a at an IBBA conference one of these days and. Uh, And uh, and, uh, I buy you a drink for for coming on and sharing all this information with us because, you know, you don't have to do this. Uh, There's no benefit to really you doing this as far as, you know, um, uh, other than the fact that you're a giving person. And I find that in the IBBA, there are a lot of giving people that give of their time because we want to help and see others be successful. So, again, thank you very much for being a guest on IBBA Insights today.
1: Uh, It was my pleasure and an honor, Chris. I'm I'm glad to be here and and help contribute. And I look forward to meeting you as well.
0: Well, good. Well, everyone, this was another fun episode of IBBA Insights. I was reminded of many things and learned a lot in talking with Dustin today. Um, Please be on the lookout for our upcoming episodes as we have some very exciting uh, and fun guests that I know you're going to love. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into today's episode of IBBA Insights to listen to other episodes and all of our episodes in our archive of, of the IBBA Insights and the history of our show. You can go to ibba.org And once you're there, you can subscribe by clicking the Apple, Android, or the email icon. And you never have to miss another episode of IBBA Insights again, or you can listen back again when we get away from the basics and want to remember what we should be doing. So until the next time, In our next episode of IBBA Insights, I'm your host, Chris Diglio, and I wish you the very best.